And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit for the glory of God Almighty. First, the difference between knowing God and knowing God. Let's see if anybody caught that. The difference between knowing God and knowing of God is the difference between living in an awesome eternity and an awful eternity. Jesus said, on judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Yikes. Next, sometimes judgment from God comes at times that people would not expect. We actually tried to teach this last week and weren't able to, so we want to get it done today. For the children of Israel, God delayed his judgment against the sins of King Saul, and it manifested during the reign of King David. God is a God of holiness, righteousness, and justice, and he makes right that which is wrong, but it sure can come in a weird time. <laughs> Amen. And finally, legalistic Larry, dogmatic Deb. These are the people that didn't like Jesus. No, not Art Aunt Deb, just dogmatic Deb. And they loved their religion, by the way. They didn't like Jesus because he didn't fit into their system. It sure is good that we don't have these kind of people in our church because there's no legalisms in the church we go to, even if we have to have our own church Ten Commandments. Uh-oh. After all, we have to maintain standards just as long as they're our standards. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities, and oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you get to talk to Captain Chris. That's like winning a free trip to Hawaii. Well, not exactly. But then you will be... All right. <laughs> Free trip to Hawaii. This is the only state left that's doing masks. 
It's like, really? How do I eat my coconut patty? If I... Okay, never mind. Here's the bottom line. You might have a question, a comment, a thought. You might have an opinion. Now, it's not a kvetch fest, but it is an opportunity to share with one another, ask questions, encourage one another, strengthen one, the one, one another. As we see the day approaching, that comes out of Hebrews 3.13 and also Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Encourage one another daily. That's the 3.13. And then as we see the day approaching, that's the 10.25. Here's the bottom line line to the process. Let's strengthen each other. There's a lot of bad stuff. There's some really good stuff. There's all of it all over the place. For 90 minutes, let's put let's put each other in each other's hearts and do it as unto the honor of the Lord. That, man, that would be something that would please our Heavenly Father. So the, the bottom line of that process is if you got a praise report or a prayer request, you want to share something, reach out. Or if you have an answer to trivia, uh-oh, trivia, uh-oh, Bible trivia, the burning bush scenario, these will all be Mo-related, okay? Mo-related. True or false, Moses saw that the bush was on fire, but it did not burn up. Is that true or false? You let me know by reaching out to us. You can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then as well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. A couple things i got to tell you just real quickly uh, because I'm arrogant. It's kind of how I do it. So... What, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to tell people that? Oh, sorry. One, be praying for one another. I'm still sticking on the theme and the premise on praying for recovery. I think that's a really good idea. And then one of our wonderful listeners said that she might have an opportunity to share with somebody. That's another thing that we should be praying about a little more carefully is witness opportunities. You don't have to be Billy Graham to share what Jesus did in your life. Okay, You just have to be a willing vessel. And at the right time and at the right place and in the right way. Probably not grabbing a megaphone and putting it on somebody's ear and then saying, believe everything I say or I will make this louder. That's probably not the way to go about that. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, don't do it that way. Okay? All right. Uh, keep me in prayer for my school. I did have a, an upsetting morning, which turned out to be fine, as my wife is always right. Just don't tell her I said that. She's not listening right now. Ha-ha. So uh, bottom line was that everything went fine, and I did get it back a grade on my big, 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 big paper, and I did really, 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 really well. And so I'm going to get through this class, and then there'll be two more classes, and then I'll be defending for my doctorate. Isn't that scary? So I don't know. What do you think happens then? Do you th- I mean, do they – I asked Noah, they can't call me Dr. Dave. How's that going to work? Doesn't that sound weird? Dr. Spoon. Dr. Spoon? Okay. Beijing Dr. Spoon. Beijing Dr. Spoon. You know, remember that from that? Okay. Got a nice ring to it. All right. <laughs> anyway, be, keep me in prayer so I don't lose my mind. It's only two more glasses, but you'd be amazed how fast the rest of it just kind of licks liquids out in my one year. <laughs> just like, blah. Uh, okay, trivia question. Pretty straightforward. Uh, true or false? Moses saw that the bush was on fire, but it did not burn up. Okay, that that's true or false. 
972-445-0770 is the number to call. 214-210-8483. I'm so happy somebody texted. I was praying for them this morning. They texted this morning. See, see I love that. And then uh, David at he must increase.org. Let's get to this teach, and then uh, Chris will or Captain Chris will wave me down. Second Samuel 22, 1 through 3. Watch this. Now I'm only doing this so that you can catch this with me. Okay. David spoke the words of this song to the Lord on the day the Lord rescued him from the hand of all his own enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, ready? He said, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my mountain where I seek refuge, my shield, my horn of salvation, my stronghold, my refuge, and my savior. You save me from violence. So David in two verses, uses the phrase my 10 times. I'm just, I'm just, I'll read it again for you. Just, I, there's a reason. There's always a reason for this stuff. He said, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my mountain where I seek refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, my refuge, and my savior. This is exceedingly important, especially because we just talked in the last uh, portion of our show about how that you can't just know of the Lord. You're going to have to know the Lord. And the idea is that if Jesus says, depart from me, I never knew you, that's bad, 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 bad. Ten times David says, my, 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 my. It's not to detract that God is our Heavenly Father. It's to emphasize that with a collective relationship that we have in the church with one another as the body of Christ, we also have a personal connection with the Lord. We also have this personal side of things. It's the stuff that you don't tell any human being. And sometimes you don't even utter it to God. You just, in your heart and mind, lift it up. If it's bad, you probably say, help me. If it's good, you probably say, can't believe you do it for me. And that's all on the inside. What I don't want you to miss, and you'll hear us, and we, we, we're pretty consistent. We, I think we're pretty consistent. We think it's exceedingly important to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And Jesus in John 13 gave a new commandment, love one another. It's exceedingly important to understand that there is a corporate element to our faith. It is a mainstay of our faith. In fact, the book of Acts is really an entire testimony to that. But do not remove yourself from the my, 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 my portion of your faith. Because it is a personal relationship with a living God that goes on for all eternity. And it never fades. <laughs> So you better get to knowing now. Okay? All right. Trivia question. True or false? Moses saw that the bush was on fire, but it did not burn up. True! Again, no sci-fi movies, no special effects, no anything. Bush is on fire. Nothing is happening. I think that would have gotten 
all of our attention at that time, don't you? I certainly do. All right. We're going to take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Verse 24 in Mark 5, it says Jesus went with them. Sometimes Jesus went there. Sometimes Jesus just spoke the word. Sometimes Jesus went there. It's all. It happens in all different ways. I did read this ridiculous thing from this one person who said, you know, Jesus, you know, healed, you know, every single person uh, in the entire uh, community and didn't charge anybody any money. This was, it was, they were trying to make a political argument. And the fact of the matter is he only healed one guy at the, at the pool of Bethsaida. And that was actually a hospital. <laughs> I was like, what, what, do you guys read this stuff? Is this, did you read this? So this is where you pull back from those kind of things and you go, can we just keep it on track with the truth? It's just easier if you just tell the truth and keep it the way it is and not try and make it fit some kind of narrative. Here's this narrative issued by Scripture itself. Jesus tells Jairus, don't, don't, ignore what these people are saying. Don't be afraid. Take a stand. Now, I want you to, I'm going to read verse 37. You got to catch what Jesus does. Amazing. He did not let anyone follow him in except for Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jairus, uh, Jesus saw the commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why is all this commotion? Why all this wailing? The child's not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. And he put them all out and took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said, Talitha Kaum, Talitha, Talitha Kaum. And that means, little girl, I say unto you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. Remember the woman of the issue of the blood was 12 years of the issue of the blood. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this, and he told them to give her something to eat. Jesus was still ministering to this little girl, even though she was physically raised from the dead. He wanted to make sure she was taken care of. That's how Jesus is, okay? But what I want you to get is Jesus and the disciples and the parents, so they're all there, right? Because you got the parents there as well, right? And everybody's going, she's dead, she's dead, she's dead. And they're making fun of Jesus. What did Jesus do? Kicked them out. You know, for everybody that thinks that everything Jesus did was pull a flower out of his sleeve uh, like a magician and just smiled and, uh, and gave everybody an air high five, that's not how it went. Okay, They laughed at Jesus, and he put them all out. He took the child's father and mother and disciples went with him. What did he do? He cleared the air. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We'll get ready for our next trivia question, but we will need the horn. All right, here we go. Still dealing with Mo. It's a Mo day. It's not actually Monday. It's a Mo day. That's the yeah. True, true or false? True or false? Careful now. Listen to all the things that I say. Moses ran away from Pharaoh and fled to Jerusalem. 
True or false? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then additionally, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Okay? Okay. All right. I got to give a quick shout out for, I think I didn't throw it away. All right. Well, Aunt Deb, I'll get you that text in a second. It's somewhere on my desk somewhere. I don't know. I did something with it. (laughs) She wanted to get that text. I just, I take my papers and crumple them and throw them. Although I make every basket because it is six inches from me. So that's, that's right. I should have been in the big leagues. Uh, Anyhow. Okay. So we'll go back to somebody ready to answer the question. All right. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Yes, sir. It's Will Rogers. Hey, how are you, brother? I'm good. I hope you're a whole lot better, especially with uh, your paper being good. Yeah. It was really a good – I thought it was going to get – it's hard to explain to people, but an ITS, if it has an apostrophe and an academic paper, they get mad. (laughs) It's like – Really? The rest of the world doesn't. Anyhow, it's just the standards that they use. And uh, so I was really fortunate that I didn't have to write him a personal note telling him all my thoughts. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to leave it there. It was a good one. So thank you for mentioning that. I appreciate that. All right. You're, you're ready for this one? This is a classic. And I have confidence in you because, remember, there's, yes, a, there's a little sneakiness in this one. True or false, Moses ran away from Pharaoh and fled to Jerusalem. That is false. Correct, Amanda! Why is that false? Because, one, Jerusalem was still in the hands of the Jebusites okay. until David, and also because he fled to Midian where he got a wife and his father-in-law, Jethro. That is correct! Yes! Excellent job. You get a double for that one. That's really good. People were under the wrong impressions. He didn't go to Jerusalem. That's not where he went. And uh, and I love, the reason I love Moses and this story is because for the first 40 years, so he lived 120 years, right? First 40 years, he the, he enters into ministry, so to speak, messes it up. Not the greatest thing that ever happened. Had a guy die. Probably not the big plan that everybody's looking for. Spends the next 40 years on the backside of a desert and the last 40 years doing the ministry that God wanted. God used the last third of his life to do the stuff. I just love that. It's like that's the way yes, to think sir. of it. That's, God is so good in those ways. Excellent He's job. So good all the way. Yes, absolutely. Excellent job, bro. You have a blessed day, sir. All right, thank you. God bless. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, let me give this out. Let me uh, uh, give this out just real quick for Aunt Deb. Aunt Deb, it was 2 Samuel 22, 1 through 3, so it wasn't a psalm. 2 Samuel, 2 Sammy, 2 Sammy, 22, 1 through 3. Okay? All right. I still have to do my joke, so everybody relax. Especially because of what I'm about to teach in about a second. Okay? Remember we did the chickens cross the road one? We did that about, I, I have these other ones. Now, again, I don't want to hear from anybody, well, I don't like that person, or that person is no longer alive. I understand, okay? It's a joke. See? See how that works? Ha, 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 okay? Bear with me in a little folly. Okay, there we go. Ready? All right. 
<laughs> These are all political figures on the ticket across the road. You got your buzzer here? All right. All right. All right. I didn't do it yet. Okay. Thanks a lot. Sarah Palin, the chicken crossed the road because, gosh darn, he's a maverick. <laughs> That's got its merit. All right. Uh, Barack Obama, let me be perfectly clear. If the chickens like their eggs, they can keep their eggs. No chicken will be, quiet, will be required to cross the road to surrender their eggs, period. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Dick Cheney, where's my gun? Oh, man, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> listen to this. These next two are genius. Ready? Bill Clinton. I did not cross the road with that chicken. <laughs> if you don't think that's funny, there's something wrong with you. And then Al Gore. I invented the chicken and the road. <laughs> See, these are, those, that's just that's just legend. And then we'll just close that was that one funny. And then this one, this is Oprah. Well, I understand that the chicken is having a problem, which is why he wants to cross the road so badly. So instead of having the chicken learn from his mistakes and take falls, which is a part of life, I'm going to give the chicken a new car. Okay, that's Oprah. <laughs> Don't tell me those aren't funny. Those are good. <laughs> you like those? Those are the Al Gore one. <laughs> I invented the chicken and the road. <laughs> All right. You might as well laugh because this part's not going to make you laugh. We'll go right to it. Uh, I do the best that I can, folks. Uh, this is basically called delayed but not abandoned. Delayed but not abandoned. During David's reign, there was a famine for three Successive years. So David inquired of the Lord. The Lord answered, it's because of the bloodshed by Saul and his family when he killed the Gibeonites. The Gibeonites were not Israelites, but rather a remnant of the Amorites. The Israelites had taken an oath concerning them, but Saul had tried to kill them in his zeal for the Israelites and for Judah. So David summoned the Gibeonites and spoke to them. He asked the Gibeonites, what should I do for you? How can I wipe out this guilt so that you will bring a blessing on the Lord's inheritance? Let's just understand something that is critical. I know, you know, we know that God has mercy on a regular basis in our lives, okay? This is nothing bizarre there. In fact, mercy triumphs over judgment. I always think of these as boxers. I know, it's weird. And one boxer is mercy, and the other boxer is judgment, and they're in the corner. Ding, they come out, and then they're coming out, and they're going around and around, and then mercy does an uppercut and knocks judgment out. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Okay, got it, okay? But there are many times where God does not ignore the judgment that is due, but does not necessarily execute the judgment in the time frame that we would think. And that's where you have to trust that God has a reason to delay or to change or to alter or to eradicate any judgment. In other words, or better stated, God is entitled, since he is God and we are not, to hold judgment as he sees fit and deliver it when he sees fit, how he sees fit, no matter what you tell him. 
I'm not saying that to say God's going to you know, drop a rock on your head when you walk outside the door tomorrow because you did this thing 30 years ago. I'm not saying that. But I'm also not saying he wouldn't do that because it's not for me to say. God's judgment is in his hands. And we petition him through mercy, and much of that mercy is granted. But the nation Israel did a wrong. They did it through a leader, and it was wrong. And God said, you got to pay for that as a nation. It's got to be taken care of. And David went to make it right because Saul never would have made it right. In our own country, whether you like it or not, we have done many things and are doing many things that are wrong. And I'm not talking about necessarily the political things, but we do those things. And if we think as a nation God will never judge the nation, we're wrong. That's not true. God certainly will. Because every nation's going to have to answer for him. Will he individually grant you mercy through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ? Yeah, Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. But the nation might still have to bear some of the brunt of a judgment and perhaps that judgment is delayed. I'm not sure if you think this or not, so I don't want to say that you should or shouldn't. But by the time we're said and done, we've done a pretty good job of aborting about 100 million kids. Do you think God's just going to go, oh, well, I don't care? You better not think that because God is a God of justice. He ain't going to do That's not going to happen. Well, you don't understand the economics, Dave. I don't care. <laughs> well, you don't, I don't care. You can't spill innocent blood on a land that is God's property and not expect God to respond. You can't do it. This is, not, this is no point in even saying it. So the, the reason I'm bringing this up is because sometimes judgment upon the world in a different place. Now, I know everybody thinks that all the judgment comes from big storms and stuff. That's, that's what it seems to be, me, to everybody. Like everybody's like, this is because of this, or this hailstorm is because of the Lord. This because... I think when God judges a people, it's more like, hey, yeah, 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 bam, and everybody has the experience. I don't know, like COVID or something. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm giving you an example. It's like more uh, universal, maybe a way to say it. And that's why when God comes to judge the world, it's most assuredly going to be universal. Those that believe and acknowledge his testimony, of course, will not be a part of that judgment. But it doesn't mean that judgment's not going to happen. Of course it's going to happen. God's going to think, this, this is my planet. You guys are messing around with my planet. Time for payback. It's like, that's how it's going to go. I ain't talking about a candy wrapper. When God talks about pollution, he talks about sin, murder, and sexual, sexual sins that defile his land. That's what gets God mad. Like, uh-oh. Blood being spilled. Innocent blood being spilled. That is something God does not like. Right, so don't be that surprised when weird stuff happens like that. Okay, all right. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. 
Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. My next guest has been on the show before with a prior book. I'm very excited to talk to him about this book. I've seen a couple of the interviews that he's done. And this book is a great apologetic book on Christology. And I'm hoping that people will really enjoy this. First and foremost, let's welcome back to our show, David Lima. David, how are you doing, sir? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Excellent book, by the way. Big props. For writing the Thank true you. Jesus, uncovering the divinity of Christ in the Gospels. I I know they give me a list, and I know you know they give a list for us to ask questions. But uh, if you remember from the last time you were on the show, I I rarely look at that list. <laughs> so just, no, that's good. Yeah, because I like to get from from you as the author, you know, kind of where it was going and what you were thinking. So let's just talk about at the core level, you know, for the purpose of writing this book, what was the big goal you were trying to accomplish in writing the true Jesus? Well, I started out, I wanted to write a, a, a primer, a survey, an introduction to the New Testament. And as I got into it, I realized that I could not cover it adequately with sufficient depth. So I asked the publisher regularly if I could narrow the focus to just the Gospels, uh, because the Gospels are where you see the living Son of God and you encounter Him. Uh, and you, you sit at His feet and, and hear His teachings and you watch Him uh, and you observe his behavior and his authoritative teaching and his empathy for human beings, and you see his declaration of divinity uh, and why he, uh, he, he led the, the Jewish authorities to want to crucify him because he was, in fact, claiming to be God because he is God. And so I want his divinity and his full humanity to, to jump off the pages uh, in, of my book. And it, the book is a, is a compendium of the four Gospels in a consolidated account, not attempting to be a harmony, which uh, you can't totally do, uh, and in a roughly chronological form, the ultimate goal, and with with a running commentary, the ultimate goal is I want people, I want to inspire people to read the Gospels and the Bible for themselves. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. I love shows. Tuesday shows are just something about it. I don't know what it is. You get through Monday. You know you got to face the rest of the week, but you might as well laugh. You might as well enjoy some of it. All right, here's your next trivia question. What relationship... Of Moses, let's say this differently. What family member of Moses did the Lord provide to speak for Moses to the Israelites? Who was Moses' spokesperson? That's the probably the way to say it. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase dot 
Org. We would encourage you to go to the website. Not going to give you a whole bunch of stuff. We're hurting, like I said, we're hurting a little, not tremendous, just a little, nothing big. Everybody relax. If you're a giver, don't worry. Uh, people that don't normally give, please do us a favor. Reach out if you can give and give, give, give. That'd be fantastic. Please go to he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. <laughs> but that, now we've heard that, haven't we? Have we heard that? That's a good one. See, I like the whistlies and I like the. That's my that's my uh, legal definition for those sounds. Oh, the whistleys. Whistleys, yeah. So whistle makes yeah. Okay, maybe that doesn't make sense. Okay, never mind then. Uh, trivia. What is our trivia? What are we doing? Trivia question is. <clears throat> I had to clear my throat. Sorry, everybody. <clears throat> Boy, you get shit. When I was in uh, San Diego, I did do that. Remember, I told you this, Mark Rubio. He did that thing where he stopped and he drank water during his speech. Like that was something really bad. They tried to make a big deal of it. So then the next day when I was in the studio, I gurgled on the air and then spit the water right across him. Radio gold. Radio gold. Although the GM was not happy, I will say. He was, you know, let's not do those kind of antics. Okay. <clears throat> now I'm in Texas. All right. So anyhow, what uh, what family member of Mo did the Lord provide to speak for Mo to the Israelites? Okay. There you go. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770, 214-210-8483 would be the text. And then uh, David at he must increase dot org would be the email. Let's do our history. Let's go live. All right, today is Be Humble Day. I have sometimes I have a hard time with this. <laughs> Not me. I'm the best at being humble. Are you the best humble person ever? I'm super humble. That is, you are the humblest humble guy I have ever humbly known, and I'm humbled to know you. Uh, today is, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Today is National Cook a Sweet Potato Day. Eh. Right? I mean, it's not that I mind sweet potatoes, but it's like, it gets a day? Really? Why? Well, no, no, not not the potato. The cooking it does, though. Oh, okay. What are you supposed to do with it if you don't cook it? I don't know. Throw it at somebody? <laughs> throw it at uh, and it's also Play More Cards Day. So that's kind of, remember me? Some of you guys used to play cards back in the day. We used to play gin and fish. And Remember those games? Right? You ever play Spoons? See, because spoon. You ever play spoon? With spades. Okay, spades, hearts, right? Those are all. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, 1876, John Hopkins University is founded. 1878, Woolworths opened its first store. That's 1878, located in Utica, New York. It uh, named it Woolworths Great Five Cent Store. I remember, most of you guys will remember, some of you will remember, having lunch at a world, I mean, that's just how it was back in the day. 1980, on this day, the miracle on ice occurred when the United States defeated Russia in hockey. Huge. It's probably the biggest, I pray, probably the biggest upset, I would, I would say, that ever. I mean, it's just one of the top three for sure. 
And then <clears throat> in 1990 on this day, Millie Vanilli, the duo wins the Best New Artist Grammy for their album, Girl, You Know It's True. Their Grammy was later revoked when it was discovered that they didn't perform on the album. Nothing but the important facts right here. Although the Millie Vanilli thing is kind of funny when they do the Geico commercials now. So it makes sense. Uh, what uh, relative of Mo spoke for Mo to the Israelites? Uh, that is our uh, big trivia question. 972-445-0770 is the phone number. 214-210-8483 is the text. And then David, he must increase. Dot org. Okay. I'm going to read something. Now, some of you have already heard this story, so it's not a new story. If I do a bad job on the names, I apologize. The story is about a week old. I wrote it when I read the story but decided to wait on it <clears throat> because of how dumb it is. So I can't. And I am telling you this so that we will never be this dumb. Okay. Here you go. This is entitled When Legalists Lose Their Minds. Time and time again, Pastor Andres Arango poured holy water on the head of his parishioners during a baptismal ceremony performing the Catholic sacrament that signifies the reversal of all past sins and the birth of an innocent person. It's pretty tough to have past sins when you're a baby, but we'll just skip right to the, we'll forget the theology part and just stay in the stupid part for a while. We baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the priest of the Diocese of Phoenix repeatedly said. But Arango mis misused one word that eventually compromised the validity of all of those rituals. Instead of saying, I baptize you, he used the word, we baptize you. And the Roman Catholic Diocese of Phoenix has announced this in their news release. He incorrectly uh, worded the baptismal formula and therefore nullified the baptisms that he had performed over a 20-year period. <laughs> so long. If you're baptized using the wrong words, it means your baptism is invalid and you are not baptized, the diocese the, uh, said on their website. You will need to be baptized again. Uh, he was uh, used to saying, we baptize you instead of I when he was doing the baptisms in both Spanish and English. Uh, they're having a big debate on whether they're valid or they're not valid or whatever the case may be. That's the story. This is a real story. really happened. Okay. So because he said, we baptize you, which is what he should have been saying, instead of I baptize you, which uh, what he shouldn't have been saying. But that's not even the point. You can't really baptize a baby for past sins. <laughs> help me out, please. Somebody help me. Deliver me from <laughs> this moment. And uh, I'll just read this text, and then we'll just go from there. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was teaching in the synagogue, he saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. She'd been bent double for 18 years and was able, unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. Then he touched her, and instantly she could stand straight. How she praised God. But the leader in charge of the synagogue was indignant that Jesus had healed her on the Sabbath day. He said, there are six days of the week for working. Come on those days and be healed, but not on the Sabbath. Jesus replied, you hypocrites. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking my time, folks. Just bear with me. 
there is a legalism that takes place in churches along things like this. There are some people that will absolutely demand that everything that is spoken be exactly, exactly to frame as was spoken, yet none of those people will acknowledge Matthew chapter 5, verse 30, where Jesus said, cut off your hands, or verse 23, 4, 5, or 6, where he says, pluck out your eyes. So... <clears throat> It ain't true <laughs> that, they're, that they're literalists. Let's just say that real fast because it's funny. And then two, this is the kind of spirit that drives Jesus bunkers. And that's the word I'm using because these this guy who's in charge <laughs> of the of the temple, the, in charge of the synagogue, he even says there are six days to be healed on, but not the Sabbath day. And Jesus is like, what is wrong with you? And when you use a formula like I and we, can't you just see God sitting on the throne going, did you hear that? They said we instead of I. Oh, my. Have all the angels flutter their wings. This this is like the dumbest. This can't be any dumber. I don't feel, I don't, I'm not picking on any. It's just the whole process is ridiculous. This is what you're worried about? They're trying to eliminate the word of God. You're worried about I and we? Wow. I have an idea. Let's not be so legalistic. Let's be aware that God will do whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. And if we don't do it exactly perfect, I think that's what grace and mercy and kindness and forgiveness and love and acceptance were all about. Because if you have to try and be righteous by keeping the law, you will fail. And if you're not sure about that, just read Galatians chapter 3 and 4. Read it twice. Read it in any translation you want. And you find out that Paul's entire admonition rebuke is the attempt for the church at Galatia to try and find redemption through keeping the yes and the no's. It's like, that, that, there you go. God don't like that. Okay. Uh, trivia. Aaron. Brother Aaron. Brother Aaron. Somebody said A-A-R-O, and I thought they were going to go A-Rod, but no, they were didn't. Brother Aaron was the spokesperson for Mo. I was, was going to say Curly. Huh? I was going to say Curly. Okay. Curly's not bad, though. That's a good one, too. Uh, I don't think Shemp could have done it, though. He's just not there. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? All right, Psalm 46, verse 1 through 3. This was the first uh, psalm that was read to me when I went to Bible college, the very first class I ever took in Bible college, a bazillion years ago. Let me just say that. Psalm 46, 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their suffering. Here is something to consider that will be just absolutely a mind blower. How should you and I respond if the earth falls out of its rotation? (laughs) Okay, so... So my uh, brother-in-law works for JPL and is actually one of the people that helped write the program that helped land the Mars rover 
on Mars. He helped write the computer programming, okay? He's much smarter than me in those realms, okay? About my age, a little younger, about my age. Very, very intelligent guy, right? And uh, he's the one I always make a joke, you know, what, what, what keeps the Earth, you know, rotating. And so you'll hear me say uh, that it's on a perfect 23 and a half degree, uh, you know, a rotation uh, from the moon and from the, the exact rotation from the sun, or it's three mice chasing a piece of cheese and a wheel. <laughs> One of those two. So uh, the idea behind that and that whole story is the Earth is in this absolutely perfect rotation with all, with the, the moon and the sun, and without it, the Earth would go through a free fall. Just even a half a degree off, it's over. It's all over. I mean, the, 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 there would be instant tidal waves. Everything would just be upside down. And if that ever happened, you know, you would know that's the end, although that's not how the end's going to happen. We already know from Scripture. But here's what the, the psalmist is saying. It doesn't matter how bad it gets. It doesn't matter if your world seems like it's upside down. It doesn't matter if it's out of rotation. It doesn't matter if there, the mountains fall into the sea. It doesn't, doesn't matter if the waters roar. God is a refuge, and a refuge is a shelter in a storm. You would first think of a lean-to. That is what a, a shelter in a storm is. So when it's raining, you find a lean-to, you put something on a tree, you put it uh, you know, against something else, and you get under it so you're away from that. And it says that God is a refuge, a strength, an ever-present help, which means he's helpful today, not just when it's all settled in eternity. And there's that lies a problem for some Christians is they keep thinking, well, in the sweet by and by, everything will get worked out. Well, that is true, that everything will be completely worked out in the sweet by and by. But God is an ever-present help, which means for today and not just for tomorrow. And then the position of the psalmist is, therefore, 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 in other words, it's a conclusion. So God is our refuge and strength, okay? So he's our lean-to in a storm. He's our ever-present help. Therefore, I don't have to be afraid. The David Spoon Experience. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. This show has just been everywhere today. There's the fun, there's the serious, there's the this, there's the... It's all of it, right? I guess that's kind of like uh, living Christianity like it's like, you know, a part of life. Oh, hey. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Uh, here's your last trivia question. This is a crossing the Red Sea question. True or false? The Israelites crossed through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on both sides. True or false? This is true or false? Is Hollywood right or is the Bible right? That's really all you got to answer. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can also send an email, david at he must increase org. So that's a, that's a good trivia question because you need to understand. And, and again, by the way, this is the same thing that happened for Joshua when he had crossed over uh, the Jordan. But here's what the question is. The Israelites crossed through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on both sides. Okay. True or false? Again, reach out to us if you think you know the answer. A couple of things to let you know. Tomorrow is going to be more of a sermon esque in part two. 
Uh, we're going to keep going with Nehemiah and with our, um, gosh, I can't remember. I think it's the Thessalonians, but I think it's the end of Thessalonians. So get ready because that means something new is coming. Something new is coming. Uh, you don't really need to use your DNA for something that's new that's coming on this show. You just have to determine whether you turn the volume up, down, or push the button off. That's all you got to do. Okay. Just trying to make life easier for everybody. Uh, that's done. That's done. Make sure to pray for the audience. That's important. Make sure to pray for witnessing opportunities. That's a very big uh, element that some of us are like, yeah, well, no other people witness. You're a witness. You're a living witness. Maybe you're not a spokesperson witness. Maybe you're not good at sharing the four spiritual laws or using a Jack Chick track, which are the, the that's in the 70s and 80s. That was a big deal. But you can still be a witness, and you can still be a mighty person in the kingdom of God by making sure you petition continually on behalf of the kingdom for others who are not in the kingdom as well as for those who are. Does that make sense? All right. This last teaching is going to be a practical teaching. Okay, we practical practicality. So we talked about some of the things about the judgment of the Lord. We talked about making sure you have a personal relationship with the Lord. We talked about legalism. It's just you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I'm sorry. The I and we thing is just really. I'm just. I'm gonna go all the way home, drive the whole way, and talk to God and say, I, we, I, we. I'm just gonna sit there and, and and go back and forth on it. So just bear with me. This is also the word, but this is application of the word, and that's a big important part of our show is not just to hear the word, but to apply it, to use it, to make it so that you can be on a daily basis using the word of God in your functionalities and how we exist. So I'll ask the trivia question one more time, and I'll dive into the teach. Uh, true or false, the Israelites crossed through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on both sides. True or false? Okay. I want to talk to you about the fear of making the wrong decision. Okay? The fear of making the wrong decision. So when Noel and I, it's funny that we were talked about, I talked about or gargling and <laughs> spitting on the floor. And then, and then I said, now I'm in Texas. Right? So uh, why that's funny is because <clears throat> we had to make a decision to move or not to move. All right? Now somebody's calling in. If they call in, we'll let them answer the trivia question, and then I'll, I'll get into this. But... It was a big decision at the moment. And when I come back, I want to share with you why it was a big decision. What was it that we were putting on the line? What is it that we were thinking and how we got to that point? But first, let's answer the trivia question. Here we go. Let's go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello. You got to turn your radio down. There you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? David is Samson. Hey, Samson. How are you? Very good. Okay, hey, good. Could you, could you repeat the question again, please? The, the, you're so funny. You call in. You don't even know the question. You're so funny. The Israelites <laughs> crossed, the true or false, the Israelites crossed through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on both sides. Uh, it's true. That is correct, sir! It is true. That is right. What's happening with you, my brother? Oh, actually, I was trying to call you to just pray for me. From my, from last two days, my head has been hurting for no good reason. It makes me a little anxious. So just pray. I'm gonna make appointment with doctor to see. Okay. What's going Let, let's on. let's pray real quickly. Okay. 
Sure. Father, we come before you, lift up our good brother Samson to you, and we ask right now in the name of Jesus that any fear that he has associated with this would just disappear. He does not need to be afraid. Many times the enemy comes against us and says, this is it. This is life ending. And it's like, Lord, you have plans for him. you got stuff he's going to do. Nothing will stop that plan. We pray you protect him, heal him, and bring him great health, great testimony, great comfort, and great peace of mind in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you. You are welcome, my brother. God bless you. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, so keep Samson in your prayers. He goes through a lot of attacks, and that's something that some people get more attacked than others. It's just one of the things you deal with. All right, I want to go back to this, the fear of making the wrong decision. So Noelle and I were like, you know, do you go? She First of all, she was doing very well financially. She was working for Ken Blanchard Company. She went in there as a, originally as a temp, and then within uh, six months or four months, they hired her because she got her their debt ratio from 16% to 3%. Okay, and you're talking millions, so they were like real happy, right? And then uh, everybody in San Diego is going great for me. I had an opportunity to go probably to the next step up from a, a market point of view, and that's really exciting, right? I mean, that's one of the things that I think would be great, right? But then the Lord dropped this little thing into our hearts, and we weren't sure if it was the Lord or not, and. It all came down to us spending time with the grandkids or not. That's really what it came down to because we knew this is before COVID or anything like that. They go to Texas. The other kids are in Tennessee. If we stay in California, we will see them every blue moon. If there's a blue moon, I don't know. I mean, I know there's things, but I just very, very infrequent. Uh, Joel chapter 3, verse 14, the first part of the verse says, thousands upon thousands are waiting in the valley of decision. That happens. You want to make the best choice you can, right? You don't want to do it wrong. You want to do it right, no matter what it is. Now, God doesn't really want to have to be involved. I don't want to say it this way. God's not really pressing you to be involved in what color socks you're wearing, okay? Whatever color socks you're wearing, that's cool. I mean, if that's cool for you. I mean, that's where Psalm 32, 9, don't be like the horse or mule, which have no understanding but must be controlled by a bit and bridle, or they'll not come to you. In other words, you can pick your socks. Okay? That's fine. But big decisions or decisions like that, the biggest part about that is you don't want to make a mistake. The best part about that is that God knows what you're going to decide before you make that decision and is already working into your life. Philippians 3.15 says, Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything else you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. If you're making a mistake and need to go a different direction, God can tell you. He's got a loud voice. He speaks, and earth is created. He can tell you when he wants to tell you. Sometimes he just wants you to make the best decision you can, but whatever decision you make, there's something you must remember, and that is the grace of God goes with you in making decisions. The Lord doesn't go, well, you made the decision. Now I I can't give you any more grace. Good luck with that. See ya. Now, what I will say is my radio career now is 10 times more fun than it used to be because, I mean, the interaction of the the audience is fantastic. Plus, I never saw a doctor. (laughs) Trust me, that was not in the plans. And then Noelle, she doesn't make as much money, but guess what? She plays with flowers all day. (laughs) 
their favorite thing in the world is flowers. You just wouldn't think. And then the first year we were here, we are like, did we make a mistake? Da, 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 and we go through that whole thing. The grace of God goes with us in decision-making. We might make a wrong decision, and the Lord's not unaware of it, and he'll help us. And we don't want to disappoint him, and I never wanted to disappoint God. I don't think anybody intentionally makes those kind of decisions to disappoint. But you make the decision, you lay it at the altar, and you go with the best you can, and you move forward. If God wants to bring you back into a different direction, it's amazing. He can. Because he is able to do so. And if he needs to reveal it to you, he will. But you make your decision relying on the grace of God. You grow in the grace of God. God's not going to tell you everything that's going to happen so that you will trust him as it happens. But the great thing about God is he's gone before you and knows your path before you do. And that's where you trust his grace. Does that mean that every decision you'll ever make will be right? Nope. But every decision you make, God will still have grace for you, will still love you, and will still protect you. And if it's super, 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 super duper important, God will knock you off your donkey, blind you, and speak to you, and you will know which way to go. Okay? All right. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.